Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. No, I, I just have like four words in an encore to talk about. So. Perfect. <laughs> and we're live. We're live! Ready for the comments. Hello, Get him, everybody. RJ. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? PSA from Neil Landry. No wooing, Ryan, okay? None today. It's a Monday morning. We don't <laughs> woo Mondays. Or any day. We it's woo Monday. on Monday. 2013, and that is it. It's Monday, but we're here anyway. Ready? We're here. We're here. Um, all right, guys. This is our first quick hit of the summer tour where we're all here. So welcome Yay. to us. Oh, hi. Nice to see everybody. Hi. Um, this is a this is a fun one. I mean, they're they've all been fun, I guess. But um, we get, I feel like they've been listening to the podcast. We get a, a six song second set. There's none of this jukebox third quarter stuff, which I heard about on the internet. They're just going for it. If they were really deep. listening, they would have played an hour long foam the other night. Yeah, so, I mean that's true. That's a good point. That's maybe a good point. Mike said no. Hey, hey, hey. it's a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Third night at Alpharetta. Seems like everyone who was there was having fun based on what I saw. And um, man, it's a um, real Sunday night show here. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, Brian. I haven't looked at Brian's rankings this morning, but I wonder how you guys feel. Like Sunday <laughs> stacked up to Saturday and Friday. They all seem like extremely, extremely strong shows. But this I wasn't will, a. Yeah. I'd like to give a voice to the internet and say that I've seen mixed commentary on set one from last night but it tilted low enthusiasm, but I don't, I don't agree with it at all. And that is the most attention I'm going to give that nonsense. At least the internet has, has a voice on this podcast, you know? I mean, I <laughs> logged on to the internet just the other day and I didn't like what I saw. So I've logged off. I'm not on the internet now. 
I logged off the internet a long time ago because um, I, I like my friends and I like discussing things with my friends. My friends have a variety of opinions, which is very nice. Um, I thought overall last night was kind of the first let's clear out the rotation show of the tour, which from a flow mm. standpoint never fully works for me on a re-listen standpoint, although I enjoyed the show in person. I have some significant highlights. I think last night was one of those shows that – to me, as I'm listening through a tour, can tell overall how the tour is going. And what I mean by that is in a tour that is not does not have as high of highs as this tour has had thus far, a show like last night could feel like some people could throw around the term clunker. Last night was not a clunker at all because they're playing at a high level that even when there are stretches of the show where it's just like, let's throw this song out there and see if it hits. Let's throw this song out there. You have your gin, you have your melt, you have your Carini, you have your sand, you have your amazing encore that showcases the band is performing at a very, very high level um, as is. And so even when there's kind of um, moments that, again, won't work for me on relist. I probably won't relist to parts of this show or this whole show as a complete piece. Um, I still enjoyed those segments of the show uh, more than I think I would have in a different tour. So we'll get into the details, but that's kind of overall how I felt about this. Yeah, I felt like the show had some really killer jams. And I also felt like there was a really fun, playful vibe that I really liked. You know, you've got like Trey laughing during Limb by Limb. You've got the Fishman coming out to sing. And then this yam dedicated to the fans because they like hadn't played a yam there in 20 years. I think the show is kind of full of heart, which is nice. And yeah, I think the first set was long. There's a lot of songs, but they were playing some really, really well and a cool new debut. I guess technically two debuts, but you know, one new song, which is awesome. So I thought yeah, it was fun. They kind of blew past their 75 minutes in set one, but then made up for it, shortening set two a little. Yeah. Uh, so still about the same amount of music between the two sets it was like 70 minutes right yeah and then and then they went to like 80 yeah. or something or 85 yeah but um the uh laughing in limb by limb i'm going to use that as an opportunity to address something that i see well hold on hold on comments uh, just 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 wait because you, they don't people don't even know what they played yet well i don't i'm not going to talk true. about this any specific people don't listen to the show that, until they so listen don't worry. <laughs> exactly um, the uh that happened because there was a, a gaffe. They sang the lyrics a little wrong and Trey thought it was hilarious and they kept going and they played, I think, a solid version of the song. And there were a few obvious gaffes in this show, which would put them significantly higher than the last couple shows because I think they played really clean sets the uh, you know prior to last night. Uh, that said, I don't think any of them derailed my listening. And and I'm going to say they usually like they often do. Like if they're playing foam and Trey blows a, a, a chord or, a, a, you know, a line uh, or Esther or whatever, any of these kinds of songs, it throws me off often. And it has a lot in previous years. It didn't really get to me uh, last night. So I would say it's still above the bar. Uh, and so that's a general discussion, RJ. If you want to get into the set list, maybe now's a good time. Yeah, well, that was a good that was a good intro to the intro, and now we're going to get into the intro, <laughs> and then we'll get out of the intro. All right, so 
Where are we? Okay, buried alive into Wilson. Somewhere near the intro. I'm not sure. Into NICU, <laughs> bathtub gin, gumbo, limb by limb into the well debut, mountains in the mist, halfway to the moon, split open and melt. Um, yeah, a lot going on there. But what 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 were your highlights, Megan? What where where were you uh were you most inspired here? I mean, I love the gin. I thought that was just super dancey, fun, using like the effects really delicately. I think that's a theme that I noticed throughout this show and throughout this tour so far is that Trey's really using his effects more intentionally and like integrating them in a more kind of like nuanced way. Whereas like last year, it felt like he would find his effect and just like play that effect for like a really long time throughout a jam. And you see him kind of like weaving them in and out more, I guess, more just easily and more kind of, you know, which I guess is what happens when you have an effect for a while, you know, or have some effects and you get used to them. And so it was cool to see that. And I thought there's a really nice peak before going back into the song. I just, I really liked this version. I also really like the debut of The Well. I think this song is super cool because it's love and light until it's not. It's like, you know, all these lyrics about like how there are stars and trees and like, you know, it's just very love and light, Trey. And then it's just super dark and turns into like a sci-fi soldier sounding song. It's just seventies rock ending. It's cool. And I'm excited to see where that song goes. And I also really love the split open amount, obviously because super spacey, super weird. This jam to me showed like this willingness to sit in a dissonant space and not feel compelled to move on and find a melody. It felt really exploratory and really patient and very risky. I love that you cited Sci-Fi Soldier on the well because I kind of I heard that too last night. It sounded a little Sci-Fi Soldiery and just kind of the you know the way they passed the vocal around and the screaming bits in the end, and uh, it reminded me of that too. But uh, I think I like it better than most of those songs. Yeah, I don't know um, that that's a compliment for me, but yeah, it's it definitely um, <laughs> it caught some heat. That's one of the things that people on the internet were they were like, and I'm like, I you know maybe I didn't listen closely to the lyrics the first time through because I didn't, but um, I really love the sound, I love the vibe, and I really love the energy that the band had when they played that song. They were super. They were having a really good time. And yeah. when they are, usually I am. Yeah, I I felt um, set one. I mean, my highlights are very similar to yours, Meg. The bathtub gin. Um, we're kind of just in the space where, like, I said this the other day. It's like not shocking when Fish plays these really fluid sets. It's also not shocking when Fish plays really interesting bathtub gins. We're just kind of in a period <laughs> in Fish's history again, like. Bathtub Gin has always been consistently good, but you go back like 10, 12 years ago and it never changed keys. It was just like a peaking gem and it was very, very good at what it did. It was almost like how Wolfman's Brother was used in early 3.0. Now, post Magnaball, we're kind of in this era where every time Bathtub Gin goes off, it goes off into kind of an unknown terrain and we get a lot of dissonance and we still keep in that like groove space. And so it kind of feels like 1998, but like 1999 and 2.0 even with like all like kind of the dirty effects that are going on. And it's just wild that that song, every time it hits, you're not only getting a peak, but you're getting some really interesting music. It's a good, good space. It's kind of similar to Split Open and Melt. I didn't feel like last night broke mm-hmm. any new ground or did anything more challenging than some of the earlier versions this year or some of the great versions we've heard over the last couple of years but just using that song as kind of a canvas to just say hey these are what our tools and our toys can do right now i'm in um 
on the well, um, I've already made one of my three points for tonight's show or for today's show. So I've got my <laughs> second point right now. Uh, I will just read verbatim as I wrote it down because I think this is important uh, along with things like read the book and surrender to the flow. Um, it's the importance of being open-minded about new songs because they mm-hmm. will just become songs and they will always inspire the band. Like at some point you're going to hear the well for the fifth time and it's just going to be a fish song. I think the challenge a lot of people tend to have is I'm listening to a show, I'm at a show and now the band is playing a new song and I have to kind of think a little bit and I have to, you know, embrace this. And there's maybe lyrical subjects that I'm not prepared for. And it's a little bit different from what we've been hearing or from what the vibe has been for the show. It's so clear over the last four or five years that the new songs are what is inspiring this band and that the new songs are what takes this band to another level and the well similar to oblivion, uh, similar to, um, and flew away that debuted on Saturday night. These are songs that lyrically seem to, uh, really live in kind of a dark challenge type of place and musically, seem to be to your point about sci-fi soldiers i've always thought like the best part about sci-fi soldiers was that it inspired a musical style that the band lived in throughout 2021 the songs kind of feel like tools rather than actual songs in some cases and so there's like a purpose to them rather than like being really enjoyable to listen back to the well and flew away which was obviously written before but similar style and um oblivion to me seemed like this is where Trey is going songwriting wise post sci-fi soldiers where he's incorporating all that darkness in songs that you can really live with. So I loved the well, I think it was great in Denver and I thought it was a really cool debut that I'm excited to see what happens with that song. I really like that. I just want to say, Brian, I think that that point that you said at the end there is super interesting about taking that darkness from sci-fi and putting it into like more palatable songs. Like I just want to emphasize that because I hadn't thought about that. And I feel like it's really a helpful frame to think about these new songs. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just want to like get my, my uh, highlights out there, which are pretty much your highlights. The uh, gin is great. It's got, it just moves. It's dancey. It's, I loved it. Um, the split up and a melt. You're absolutely right, Brian. It's not like breaking new ground over the recent versions of split open and melt, but it's handling that vibe so well and entertaining fashion that I'll take a few more of these, uh, anytime. Uh, I also want to shout out the mountains coming after the well and after that weirdness at the end of the well, uh, yeah, this was perfectly yeah. placed and also Great beautifully call. played the way they just eased that down to absolute silence at the finish was glorious. So um, pretty. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought a pretty good set with a couple really high highs. RJ, where were you on that? Well, I just want to say that I, mean, I think, Brian, to your point, we, and we've talked about that a lot. I mean, new material is the is the fuel for fish improv. Like it, it's, 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 yeah. it's basically a fact. I think it's not an opinion anymore. If it ever was like, it's just how it works and it's awesome. And I'm glad that you brought that up. The well is a song that Tom wrote with Trey. I was asking him about it this morning. He said that the demo had a very pronounced Franklin's tower vibe so much so that he kept bringing it up to Trey. And then Trey said, don't worry about that. Even a little bit by the time it gets fishified, it will bear no resemblance. 
<laughs> so that's seems so to cool. Borne out. that. I love that. Yeah. I think this whole set to me is just like Paige is just sounding amazing. This Agreed. tour, like the Paige yep. in the well, Paige in the gin. I mean, uh, every jam. I mean, the the in the gin alone, he was. I think Ryan might have mentioned this in the comments. Like he was on piano, he was on synth, he was all over the place, and he was really, I think, driving it to this like beautiful kind of natural peak in that and just it's amazing how it's just like the most reliable jam vehicle like bathtub gin is just mm-hmm. going to be awesome no matter what it's so great um so that's that's what i got it was a long long set but i don't know it felt like it flowed to me but i didn't watch the webcast so maybe maybe it maybe it didn't as much um live but I, like i thought you know I, I didn't feel like it was like out of sync at all no i, I think I it just either. the other it was, shows have just had like excellent flow I think maybe is, is what it is. Like, yeah. you know, it, it all worked for me, uh, you know, song to song to song. Um, and any show that opens with buried alive is going to get my attention. And I'm so, not going to be there. On so. Sunday. Yeah. Two quick thoughts, just based on what Jonathan and RJ said, um, mountains in the mist, just check the notes, stat boy over here. Uh, they played it 10 times in all 3.0. Since they came back from wow. the COVID break 4.0, they've played it nine times. So they're clearly feeling the space nine of the song. Times. Nine times. <laughs> and similar to What's the Use, where they turn the silent part of What's the Use into like an element of that song in recent years, they are doing the same thing with Mountain. It's a feature. They're doing the same yeah. thing with Mountains of the Mist. That silence is like the ballad playing that has been so, so good since they came back um, has, has really carried over there. But also to your point, RJ, Paige, you're absolutely right. He's crushing it. And it just makes me think about the album that he and Trey released earlier this year, January, amazing record. It is still in my top 20 of the year so far. I love, love, love listening to it. And you have to imagine that that partnership and the creativity that Trey and Paige have right now, just recording records, the two of them is having some impact here on both the jamming and also Paige's playing. All right. So set two, we get Mike's into Carini, the first Mike's into Carini ever into Wikipog. Sand into Reba, more encore. The night the lights went out in Georgia. Hold your head up. You enjoy myself. Um, all right. What do you? Someone take us. Someone take us away. I just want to point out that because they didn't play hydrogen, the set was a complete loss, and it's not the first <laughs> set was good. Um, <laughs> no, uh, obviously, I might have preferred to have that in there. Uh, Mike's was is always a good set opener. This mic's was pretty fine. It's nothing particularly special. The Carini, on the other hand, is absolutely glorious. What a great jam in that Carini. It's got just a, it was, I'm going to steal your line, Brian. You know, it's like classic rock kind of peaks. It was just, it's, ah, it's everything I want. It was so good uh, listening to it again today and last night. Uh, it just, it hits hard and it's delightful we could pog um fine it was fine uh we could pog can be amazing this one was just fine uh but then great great sand to follow that i mean what it, so those those are my two big highlights the reba is also it was it was good but it was not um you know didn't push out the boundaries per se but uh with that carini and that sand you've got just great music and a pretty worthwhile set. 
yeah, I felt like that Carini was, I was listening to it and it was just giving me such a vibe and I was trying to figure out what it was. And last summer I tried surfing for the first time and it reminded me of that. Like you're waiting and once you kind of like pop up for the first time and you actually do it, there's this like weightlessness and this rhythm and balance feeling. And I felt like I was, was that's how that, that jam felt the beginning. It has almost like this carnival kind of like carefree, like weightlessness to it. That's like really, really pretty. And then it builds to this like really organic peak, which is like, as you're riding on that surfboard, you know, that like, it's not going to last forever. And like, you're either going to like jump off or you're going to fall off. And this is like, you feel that like wave kind of cresting behind you. And then it sounds kind of like you just kind of like try to jump off, but instead fall off. And you end up in this like super cool, like swirling shifting space and your board's like getting dragged down and you're struggling to kind of like regain where you are. And then you're like, get back up on your board and you're determined to like try again. And that's what that like Karini, that end riff is you like paddling back out to like try it again. I just felt like this Karini had such like a, it was a journey, like a really, really good journey that was like really fulfilling. And I loved, I loved it. I thought it was just, just a great jam. I just want to say that the, I think the Karini, like you said, Jonathan, the, the mics was fine, you know, but I think this set could have easily gone into, and if they had gone into hydrogen, you know, there, I think there's a chance that they go into hydrogen and then like, it just goes into a bunch of songs as they're trying to kind of refine mm. the, the direction of the set. And I think that the Karini shows just like, they're not giving up on the, on the set, you know? They just, yeah. Yeah. you know, if they're mm -hmm. not giving up, they should try that second jam and mics. <laughs> if they really want to like, you know, not go song to song to try to find it, they should just stay in that first song. Yeah. Stay on F. No, what is it? What is it for mics? I don't it's know stay what on F. it is. Just, oh, yeah, no, just, it's Haley's. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's Haley's. It's F sharp, but, uh, it's F yeah, sharp B so just like, minor. you know, try that maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So... <laughs> They should they should do something different than they did. That's all we know here. No, <laughs> what they did was fine and good. Uh, just a, a, you know, I know I'm just messing. A couple with minutes of hydrogen wouldn't hurt. It is yeah. funny because I, I yeah. think you know to 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 a you know to the group here. I think we do enter in the practice of you know oftentimes that what the band chooses to do we try to interpret based on what the band chose to do and then discuss it off of that the thing that is funny to me though is um we always talk about david bowie being when when are we going to get that that big david bowie mike song has had those moments over the last 10 years starting with the nashville 2015 version but like I cannot tell you every time that song starts, I will get a text from a close friend who is also watching that is like, my God, I hope this song jams. And even though we've gotten <laughs> great mics jams over the last 10 years, people are still like, I just need the second jam. I Brian, get how I many understand. of them have uh, we gotten? Because it's uh, what, so what good. Your, uh, Off my at? dome, we've gotten, uh, I want to say four, but I know I'm probably wrong. We've gotten, um, we got Nashville, we got the Baker's Dozen, we got Nashville 2018, and we got um, Shoreline uh, 2021. I know I'm missing something. Um, so someone- so we'll, we'll round to four for you, and and then I will say, could be higher. But could be you're higher. right, it isn't, and here we are. Uh, here we are. The Karini kicked a lot of ass. 
The the Karini kicked a lot of ass. I don't want to. Um, you guys said everything about Karini. I just want to talk about my third point of the show, which is the continued resurgence of Sand. Yes. Um, Sand is such a fascinating song. This song sounds like everything that was in Trey's head towards the end of the 1.0 era. Um, there's so many 17 to 20 minute versions where Mike's plays the same four notes for 20 minutes and somehow agreed with Trey to do that. And then since 3.0, you've had really good rock versions. You've had versions like the Camden version from 2009. That was really the first significant jam of 3.0, but it always was in kind of this groove space. Since they came back here in 2021, you have August 6th from Deer Creek, August 28th from The Gorge, September 5th from Dix, and October 29th from Las Vegas, all 2021 versions. Obviously, in 2022, we had the um, Deer Creek versions, uh, June 5th, Atlantic City, August 5th. MSG 1230 2022 and now this version from Alpharetta on July 16th this song so easily traverses its original groove in a way that makes it just endlessly fascinating to me to re-listen to um there's clearly a lot of ideas that are coming out of this song I encourage people to go back and check out all of these versions plus they're doing this thing that they did last night it wasn't that long but they sneak back into the sand riff into the sand groove and then they kind of jam off of that and it adds another layer and another element to it um it's just fascinating to see as this whole project continues to evolve and continues to unspool like in front of us there are songs that were one thing at one point and are now a completely different thing and if nothing else that just shows this kind of endless creativity this band has right now that is the reason we keep coming back and doing it even if the show doesn't connect you know, as much as another show does, like you still have those moments to really sink your teeth into. I think the, the sand was my favorite jam of the, of the show. It was so good. Because like they, they worked um, in the effects and the noise, but also Trey's like very, has, he's just on top of it, you know, in terms of his, his playing it's, there's not a lot of like chord groove. And he's just leading through like all this stuff. It's just a, it's a really fun and weird jam. Um, really pretty great yeah trey is so hop like hopeful and optimistic in this jam it's just it's beautiful and then they just it's a journey like and it's only 16 minutes but they go so far i think like you were saying jonathan that you know maybe the reason we're not going to have as many 20 minute jams as we're hoping on this tour is because they really are excellent at getting like somewhere in these 15 16 minute jams they're efficient now and and it's like you know sometimes they don't need to play for that long they can if they want to i'm here for it but they don't need to always. I'm I just definitely would like to... here for the 45 minute, 75 minute jams. That that would be fine. Oh, but yeah. the 15, 16, 18 minute jams they've been doing are outstanding. So mm-hmm. I can't complain. I just would like to respond to a user comment. Um, the IP Some address is user. coming from Canada, so I think that actually that should be S-T-O-U-R-M, but um, that's neither here <laughs> nor there. Nashville 2018 was just the first jam. That is technically correct, but also they move into a completely different key off of the first jam. So no, it's not a second jam, Mike's, but it is a very, it was an extremely modulated full jam off of Mike's song, even within the first jam. So and- technically you're correct, Storm, but overall incorrect. I would say just to 
back you up here, Brian, that the the thing that I was asking were really about jams, Mike songs that jammed. And so you gave me one. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Well, good. Glad we sorted that out. Okay. Well, we <laughs> we are we're approaching long hit, but I gotta we gotta talk about the encore. Beautiful must beautiful. Yes. Uh, beautiful moment. Touching, touching, <laughs> touching song from uh, John Fishman. Uh, actually, I so I, I, I'm going first because I'm the guy who's always here saying we need. This is your. Songs. This is your. Yeah, encore. this is you. This is and for you. um and this is what I'm talking about, y'all. This is this is my shit. Um, we don't need it every night, but we do need it. We need this stuff to happen because it's so goddamn fun. I was laughing so hard, um, and fish was having a great time trey was eating it up and having a great time uh the song of course chosen because they're in georgia and uh and fishman has obviously you know been studying uh guitar quite quite heavily um and i i think it shows that he what he's his the attention he's put into his guitar playing and uh it was it was fantastic just so fun to watch here and uh and hear his own his comments at the end as as you said in our text earlier brian icing on the cake there um and uh yeah so great so great and then trey acknowledges somebody's t-shirt uh which uh, if you read the t-shirt it has some cringy grammar but a accurate point that they hadn't played you enjoy myself <laughs> in 20 years in georgia and so that's awesome uh they played it like nobody when he's announcing it like who did who didn't listen live or watch live i know i okay. RJ. so the other two of you when trey is saying you know we haven't played this in 20 years did you know what song it was and were you shocked by the you enjoy myself given the time and whatnot i was yeah, I knew what they were talking about. I don't know if some of the band did because, like, he looked around and some of them were like, and then he, he was did like, have oh, to maybe, speak maybe to they his don't mic. know. Yeah, he's like, maybe they don't know about the t shirt, but I know about the t shirt. <laughs> but I figured they were just going to go long, it seemed like. And they did. The encore was like almost half an hour, right? I, I forget who sent me a text earlier in the day with this information because I think this was probably floating around the internet. Um, all right, yeah. well, you need to move me started. into these texts because um, I was on my <laughs> computer all day, so I wasn't on on the well, internet to your point megan i thought megan sent it to our chat no is that is that who it was Did I? No. I don't know i don't know maybe it was i don't else. know i, I knew about it, it from like twitter but yeah i am pulling up a text that I sent because <laughs> it's okay. gonna get the ryan's gonna okay. get not important right now so you weren't shocked all right <laughs> no 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 I, I i had forgotten about it by the time but it but what shocks me is ryan has a list of the top 15 fish moments when he was most shocked Okay. <laughs> We're not sure if last night's on there. He probably or not. does. I'm not on that note. Well, <laughs> let me just bring this up because I had it here. Okay. Since 2003, they have played multi night runs in Atlanta in 2010, 2011, 2013, 15, 16, 18, and 21. And that is not to mention wow. single night shows there in 2012 and 2014. That is insane that they have not played You Enjoy Myself during that period in time. Like that yep. was actually shocking to go back and know, A, they love playing Atlanta and B, they've played Atlanta a ton. This is not like, hey, we haven't played, 
you enjoy myself in Portland, Oregon since 1993. Right. They don't play Portland, Oregon. They play Atlanta all the time. And especially during 2010, 2011, 2013, they were playing you enjoy myself all the time. It's really, really crazy. Weird. Consider me shocked. That goes on the list. That goes on the list. Um, <laughs> shocked and persuaded. Also, I just got to say, Neil, yeah. Neil, our friend Neil, Hasn't seen a tweezer in 22 this is shows. Crazy to me. That makes, this is just I, so crazy. Just come to a show with me or Megan, I think, and then it'll yeah, work. we see tweezer all yeah. the time, and also we're really just, fun to see shows with, which I think Neil probably knows. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. We saw we saw Goose together. Oh yeah, yeah we, we did. Goose we did together. it. Yeah, I mentioned Goose. Okay, I guess God that's it. Damn it. The episode's over now. <laughs> Do you guys think the shirt thing is going to catch on for this tour the way that I the God, I hope did not. in 2011? I'm with you. I hope it doesn't. I do like, not want that. Remember the happen. first guy that brought the sign in 2011 and they were like, oh, we'll play your bust out. And then yeah. every show was like, hey, uh-huh. here's 400 signs requesting songs that are slightly not rare. Come on, guys. Um, Can I, I, I just imagine the start... shirts are going to take off. I hope they don't. Brian, I just want to follow up with Neil did not post the follow up himself. Ryan did that. His last (laughs) tweezer was at Cypress, which is a great flex. So that's okay. You should check the information on Ryan's post because, you know, we have, as we've proven in this episode, they might be slightly. (laughs) Get the fact check, the fact check. Thank you to our. This one, Neil's backing up. So we've got it. Thank you to our, thank you to our production team, including our producer, Ryan Storm, uh, who does all the background research. Um, all right, guys. I think this is it. I think we did it. We did it. We did um, it. No other. You guys don't have any other comments on that night. The lights went out in Georgia. I think my only comment. Silly as hell. <clears throat> yeah, my only comment That's is what I, need. Um, I was I was watching with some friends last night and they're all fish fans and um, nobody was really saying anything during the night. Uh, the lights went out in Georgia and someone finally was just like, this is the best thing about fish. They are playing a song that nobody has ever asked fish to play poorly. And yet it is one of the most enjoyable moments of the show. And it's the kind of thing that you <laughs> cannot really describe to a non fish fan because like the place was going insane. When the lights went out, the glow stick started going and the lights came on the, the, the roar. Sometimes you don't hear it on the webcast. You could hear it and you could feel it. Yep. And that shit is special. That's the best. That's so the best. So is anyone going to Wilmington? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I am. I'm going to see Fish tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to see Fish tomorrow, you guys. Say hi for me. I'm so excited. I was telling you guys beforehand, I'm staying with my parents. My girlfriends and I are staying with my parents. They're picking us up at the airport. I sent my mom four different types of cereal that she should look for that I would like to have for a late night. You know, my friend Shay needs some soy milk. I need some oat milk. Like we have like, you know, we sent like our lists of food. My mom just texted me like, do you want flatbread or wraps for your hummus wraps? Like I'm going to be totally taken care of. I'm getting this shuttled to and from the venue by my parents. Like I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. My college friends are going to be there. It's going to be great. I'm excited. It's going to be a 75 minute set mom and then a 35 minute encore. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be out there on time. Yep. Exactly. You know Don't where to meet up. us. We, we have like a time. special whistle if you can't find me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be so fun. Well, we will Don't do drugs. Exactly. We will We will see some of us back here on Wednesday because we're we're doing this. We're keeping it moving, but but not Megan, maybe. Or maybe Megan. I don't know. I might be from, maybe I'll broadcast from the beach if Brian lets me. Right. I know that we have like a rule about connection issues. I'm not sure. We'll see. No, he's That's true. This is the first rule we've ever had in 10 years. So, good for us. Exciting. Rules. Shit. Not on All that right, everybody. I'm beginning to think that there are no rules. There are no rules. Mm. 
Okay. Ten Goodbye. points to the person who gets that joke. <laughs> I got it. I don't I don't have nothing. Nobody got it. Okay. You guys clearly are not connoisseurs of I think you should leave, and that is a point against all of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize, I, I everyone. Really everyone. Have everyone. Okay. Bye everybody. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Hello out there. Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! <laughs>